It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we are helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us, friends. My name is Mike Bernard, here with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and friends, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, the stock market has given quite a shakeup in recent weeks here between the coronavirus and oil price wars and who knows what else. You may be feeling like, boy, my investment portfolio is not going the way I want it to. You may even be wondering, are there changes you should be making within your portfolio? Or better yet, are there things you should be making, changes you should be making within your overall financial life? So today, we'll help you make a wise decision with your money at this crucial time on this episode of Wise Money. That's right. And we always are talking about what you are thinking about. My goodness, everyone is thinking about what in the world is happening to the markets and really what should you be doing about it. And that's what we're talking about today. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us online. Just search the wisemoneyshow.com. We're right there. And you can find out more about the show and learn more about Corhorn Financial Group there as well. You can call or text questions in, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then all over social media, just search The Wise Money Show and follow us there, like us there, and you can even submit questions there as well. So, well, Josh teed it out there. The market is having a strong, strong reaction. The markets are crashing. They're in turmoil. There's great uncertainty. Things are volatile. And I'm not fear-mongering here and spreading fear. That's the fact. That is what's happening right now. Are your investments adapting already, like some of ours are? Should you make changes to your investments? What other changes should you make in your portfolio or in your financial life? That's what we've got coming up today. But first, why? What's happening and why? You know, this, this has been an absolutely fascinating time in the investment world, in the economy and everything. It reminds me only a little bit um, of the 2008-2009 situation because it's rare for economic conditions to be noteworthy. You know, most people, it's like, eh, they don't care about what's going on in the economy. As long as my paycheck lands in the account, as long as my investments are going in the right direction, I, I don't care what's going on out there. But this is a time when a healthcare issue so health and wealth are kind of colliding right now, mm-hmm. right? Between the coronavirus and what's happening in the stock market. And you you might even argue that um, they have conflicting wishes. You know, when it comes to coronavirus and the spread of, of you know, an epidemic, quite frankly. Um, Pandemic. Yeah. It, as it spreads around the world, you're exactly right. Um, the, the concern is we have to change something in order to stop this, right? It can't be business as usual if you want to contain the spread of this, of this virus. However, economically, um, we are a consumer-based economy, and it, it needs to be business as usual. You know, the consumer needs to keep on spending as, as normal uh, to avoid a recession, which is, you know, a whole nother 
uh, economic health crisis, if you will. Well, so this is really the question, and I've gotten this a few times. Is the stock market freaking out because of the flu, you know, quote unquote? And I, I would argue that's not that's not the case. The stock market's freaking out because of the potential economic impact of the spread of this virus. Yeah, the market does not like uncertainty. And the uncertainty that we're seeing now is causing, I believe, a disruption in the stock market. The stock market is ruled by fear and greed. In the short term, it's completely irrational. So we're seeing some pretty erratic, uh, what you might think is irrational behavior. But if you peel the onion back a few layers, I wasn't interested at all. When, when I hear stuff about the coronavirus or this or that other thing, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, Zero Hedge said, you know, maybe this came out of a lab in Wuhan, whatever, conspiracy theory. But when I talked to my friends who do business in China and they said, hey, we can't fly to China and they're not letting flights go to China until the middle of May. And this was in January. I said, wait a minute. There's got to be something here. So I've been I've been listening and reading and studying, and, and um, you'll find lots of people who have become uh, contagious disease experts. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what took some doctors eight years to get a degree in um, has taken me two months. But but it is it is interesting if you look at what China. I mean, China shut down all 32 of their Apple stores in China. Or Apple, I'm sorry, Apple did. So all 32 stores were shut down. Now they've reopened 28 of them, but China had what they would call fairly draconian measures to slow down the spread of this virus, because the problem is if the if the virus doesn't get slowed down, then the, it will overwhelm the system, and so that's what they've done. That's what Taiwan has done. Uh, Hong Kong. Um, and you're talking about overwhelming the healthcare system. Correct. Right? Like there's only so many beds available for those who are in critical care and, and whatnot. Right. So they then then what the, the healthcare workers have to do is prioritize who are they going to help. Yeah. Are, d- does the ICU get filled up with coronavirus patients or does it get filled up with people who've had heart attacks? And mm-hmm. so those are, I'm assuming fairly awful decisions to have to make if you're in the healthcare. But the the thing that China has slowed down on is the manufacturing. And so that could cause a ripple in the supply chain, which, and you know, when I look at our the health of our economy, we've been on basically about an 11-year bull run in the stock market. Um, the U.S., the February job, jobs numbers in the U.S. were fantastic. Yeah. And so there are all these great underlying indicators that suggest, hey, we don't currently we don't have a financial problem, but we might have a health problem. And then the question is, what is the extent of it? And the 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 fear, I would say, the fear of the coronavirus is spreading faster than the coronavirus itself. For sure, I I do wonder though. I, I keep coming back to how is this impacting the economy? Because I, just like you said, Kevin, you know, it's taken these medical professionals all these years to become experts in this. And as a financial advisor, we're now kind of called to be doctors as well and, and share some enlightened people on what's going on with this virus. And I, I, have, I have no clue. And I've done research just like you have, Kevin. But to me, that's sort of immaterial, at least 
for my profession because mm-hmm. it's having a real economic impact. If the if and and, and I'm I'm just speculating here, but if uh, if you're if you have the money to buy a phone, but Apple can't get you the phone, you're not buying it. That hurts the economy. I had some clients who are supposed to be going on a cruise in Italy next week. It was canceled. If you want to go see the Lakers game and you can't, if you want to go f- jump on a plane and fly, uh, you know, across the seas and you can't, that's all going to limit the economic activity, and that is going to limit profits, which is going to create kind of distractions in the market. Yeah, if you were going to go to Austin to the South by Southwest event, it's canceled. So the the these bigger events that are getting shut down, as they've shut down schools and said, hey, you're still going to be responsible for the learning, but we're not going to have classes until April 5th which is the case in, in some of these schools. Well, how does that affect me if I am if I work in the cafeteria and they shut the cafeteria down for a month? Mm-hmm. Or, or how does that, you know, if they, if they do that with elementary school kids, how does that affect you if you're a parent and you mm-hmm. need to work and now you need to figure out childcare and you say, I need to stay home, right? So to me, this, this is very much about the, the actual people that it's impacting. I don't mm-hmm. want to minimize that, but mm-hmm. our specialty is in finance. And this is having a real economic impact. And the question is, will it continue? How deep will it get? No one knows. And without really the the hope or really just a hope of some sort of containment or vaccine three months out at the earliest, yeah, guys, this could get worse before it gets better in the economy. You're exactly right. And, you know, a lot of people are wondering, okay, is this going to lead to a recession? Maybe more importantly, is it going to lead to a bear market? That's the impact that it has on your your nest egg. If you're approaching retirement or you're in retirement, this matters to you. And, you know, we've said for for quite some time that we don't know what's going to cause the next market downturn or the next recession. We don't make predictions. Is the coronavirus a big enough deal to, to pull that off? I don't know. The question is, are you prepared for it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Were you prepared? Do, did you already have a system for managing your investments to account for something as unpredictable as this? And, and, and then what other action items do you need to be taking? Do you need to make changes to your investments? Do you need to change some other things in your financial life? We're going to pivot off of what's happening and pivot to what you need to be doing about it. So that's coming up and more here on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the things that you need to be doing in your financial life right now because of the turmoil on Wall Street? Are there adjustments that you should have already made to your investments or should be making right now? What other adjustments do you need to make in your financial life? That is what we're talking about today. Thank you so much for being with us. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. This is tax season. We've got chaos on Wall Street. Stay up to date. You'll find us online at thewisemoneyshow.com. And then all of our social media, wherever you're at, we're there too. So your favorite spot, find us there, follow us there to stay up to date on all the Wise Money content. All right. So the stock market has absolutely, I I don't know if crash is too strong of a word. I I don't want to just deliver fear, but I 
I think you'd call it a crash. It was the fastest correction off of an all-time high that we've ever had. It dropped 19% in two and a half weeks. I mean, that. so I think you'd cl- classify this as a crash. The question is, were your investment, is your investment strategy, was it already prepared for this like ours was? This, the Wise Money Show is a show about financial planning and the financial decisions you need to make in your life and how to make them. This is not an infomercial for Corhorn Financial Group. However, we have spent countless hours perfecting and trying to get right our investment strategies. And for the past 12 years, we've been preparing for this exact time. And so we thought we'd share a little bit about our investment strategy and approach especially with how it's been working right now with all the uncertainty. Yeah, you know, I, I was in the, uh, the barbershop yesterday. And Look good. My, thanks. <laughs> um, high and tight, right? <laughs> nice and short. Um, my barber asked me a question. He, he said, boy, I, I bet uh, your life's pretty stressful right now mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on in the yeah. market. And, and I said, well, no, actually, it's, it's really not, Roger. I... I feel like we're in a, a good spot with our clients right now for two reasons. And this is the same same response I would give to any family member that corners me and says, Josh, how are you holding up through all this, <laughs> right? Um, the reality is we, we do take a financial planning approach. And so I feel like we've been having con, uh, conversations with our clients over the past couple of years, just reassessing, reevaluating, are you position appropriate, appropriately with your investments for your goals, for the right time frame, or do you have the right risk profile, all of that. And so I, I don't think any of our clients really should have been overly exposed to this. But then the other reason is, and this is maybe, I guess I would argue what makes our firm unique and what puts us in such a confident position when serving our clients, is we have an, an investment approach that has the ability to react appropriately when things are are starting to head in the wrong direction. We actually have a sell discipline built into some of our models and the ability to move people to cash very rapidly if necessary. Mm-hmm. And those those mechanisms have been triggered, you know? So we have a lot of clients with a lot of cash right now, which means that all of this craziness, uh, you know, down significantly one day and popping back up the next day, all that volatility they're, they're much more insulated. And uh, it, it's really a, a methodology that says, hey, I want to be concentrated in the investments that uh, have great momentum and are the bright spots in the, in the overall investment world. But I only want to own them when momentum is taking them in the right direction. I need to have an escape hatch built in as well to move to safety mode or move into something else that is, is uh, trending in the right direction. Having some investments that can react that way without it being reliant upon your own gut or what, what your sense is for what's going on in the market is important. It has to be a repeatable process. And because we have that in place and have for so long, like you, you just said, man, I, I feel like we've been, we've been ready for this. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a stressful, stressful situation. It doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah, that as we get into the the five different things at least that you should be doing to respond to economic kind of chaos and who knows if we'll get into crisis mode, but whatever wherever we are, the you know I, I as I try to remind the the folks on our team, look, the sun still rises in the east and sets in the west. 
uh, just does it an hour earlier now. <laughs> and uh, but so there's nothing. What you need to do is control the things you can control. And I've gotten the the, the question. So I bet your phone is just ringing off the hook. And our phones are ringing off the hook. The interesting thing is it's not clients. It's not existing clients. It's people that our clients are talking to because not only it, within our office, as, I, as we look at our, our 10 client-facing CFPs, and I was doing this back in 2008 and 2009 with you guys, and it, those, were, those were tough days. Those yeah, were yeah. really tough days. And we, did, we weren't prepared then like we are prepared now. And certainly this I wouldn't compare at all what's happening now to what happened then. Yeah. Back then there there was true economic chaos and crisis. We haven't seen that yet. We don't know exactly what may be coming, but for right now there's certainly a calm before the storm. And and when when a when a tsunami's coming, people stand on the beach and watch the water recede and think what a beautiful day on the beach, and five miles out is, is a wave coming. So the question is, you know, what, what should your response be? But um, the calls that we're getting are from people that are saying, hey, I, I just talked to my friend who works with you, and I want what he's got. Yeah. yeah. The, the interesting thing is, so um, in, in 2008 and 2009, we were talking to another um, – another financial advisor in a different area of the country. We do, we do a, lot of, a lot of collaboration with other financial professionals to make sure we're up to speed and so on. And they were talking about a, a cell discipline. We started, we started looking at it. And, and over the past 12 years, we've enhanced and, and um, reevaluated and improved our what we call our dynamic strategy. And I remember back then, I was thinking about it right now because it is so applicable. We decided to, to have a diversified approach, but then complement it with a dynamic strategy to offer more diversification. So two different strategies that aren't going to move the same way at the same time. And we said that was important for three reasons. Number one, during extreme market um, conditions, it's important to have a sell discipline, but also a buy discipline. If you're making a decision to change and get out of stocks based on your emotion, you've got to you've got to then decide to get back in when you don't want to. And and history has just proven that is almost impossible for humans to do. So you've yeah. got a sell discipline and a buy discipline, a system for making these changes. Two, we said this is a global economy. And Josh used the phrase, and we used it for a long time. Listen, the economy is more global. McDonald's sells more hamburgers outside of the U.S. than in the U.S. If China catches a cold, it's likely we'll catch it too. That's what you said 12 years ago. That wasn't a prophetic statement, right? It, it was a metaphor, and it's true, right? What happens around the globe really does matter here at home as well. And we're seeing it in something as simple as just the supply chain. Right. You know, what, the production that does still happen here in the U.S. is still dependent upon components coming from overseas. So so you, if you want, if you should be adapting because markets are starting to move all in alignment, you need to have a sell discipline and a buy discipline, a system. Second, we've got a more global economy. Everything's interconnected. But then third is with technology these days, people can trade more quickly based on different triggers and different systems, and they could trade 24 hours a day. We thought that could lead to more volatile and extreme markets, all justifying that you should have more diversification. 
And that's what's happened. I don't know if you saw some of the news, but they're blaming some of this volatility on some algorithms and other things that say, if the market goes down 2%, sell me at this, at this spot. We have more volatile trading today. And now looking back 12 years, you guys are exactly right. The, our clients that we serve have a calm because they've got this more diversified approach. Not all of their money is moving in the same direction. And it's important also to note that Dynamic didn't start moving into cash um, as this was happening. It was starting to do that beforehand. And so really the question is, should you have a diversified approach? And I'm not just talking about a, a diversified mix of investments. Should you have a diversified mix of strategies? in your long-term investment portfolio. Neither one is perfect, but does that diversification between two different strategies or multiple strategies give the, you the opportunity to manage risk better and still capture the upside? I would hope so, okay? We're gonna lead into this show, the Wise Money Show each and every week, but especially right now during a market crisis, if you will, the actions you take are amplified. They're more important. So what are the actions? What are the decisions that you need to do? We've got our top five and probably more coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you have a sell discipline and a buy discipline? A momentum strategy is part of your overall investing strategy. Uh, that's a consideration. And what else should you be doing right now with your money in response to what is happening in the market and the economy? That's what we're pivoting to right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, you want more content, you want more direct action steps, find The Wise Money Show on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, and subscribe to it, and like, excuse me, set up uh, notifications so that you're made aware every time we drop a new vlog. We actually had, uh, if you're wondering why we haven't done a show on the coronavirus yet, number one, we're not trying to spread fear. Number two, there's six areas to your overall financial life investments, just one of them. But then but then third, I would tell you, we were right on it. We, we posted a vlog video about what the coronavirus is doing to the market, what you should be doing. So make sure you, you follow us on the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Show follow us there. All right. This entire show is about the steps that you need to take in your financial life right now with what's going on in the markets, with the coronavirus, wherever this thing goes from here. What do you need to do right now? We've got our top five list. There might be honorable mention as well. The first thing ties right into this overall kind of um, multi-strategy approach to your investments, and that is you need to confirm right now that you're taking the right investment approach for your financial goals. Josh mentioned this earlier. One of the reasons there's calm with many of our clients is they've got the dynamic strategy, which been which has been pivoting. But but even but in addition to that, yeah, we've been because this has been such a long bull market. But because really we do planning, we know that our clients are taking. And you know, no one likes to see this volatility, but we've got their investment approach aligned with their goals. So if retirement's still a long way off likely you're still taking high risk. Maybe you've got dynamic that's been helping, but you're still high risk. 
if retirement's on the doorstep or you're right there, you shouldn't have a lot of exposure to this. That's all around your overall financial goals and financial planning. Guys, what would you add to this first action item? Well, to, to me, the action item is to revisit your financial plan to determine are there any changes needed to your investment approach? You should never be evaluating your investment portfolio outside the context of your financial plan. Your portfolio is just a funding mechanism for your most important goals. So to look at how those investments are doing and not measure them against the progress you're making towards your goals is is really just you kind of speculating on you picking some investments that you think are going to make more money than others or protect you more on the downside. The, the reality is your portfolio should be uh, the prescription for that portfolio should come from the plan itself. Here, here's here's a great example. And Kevin, I know you're chomping at the bit to mention this exact one, but I, I'm going to tell it in form of a story. Middle of this week, it was really after Monday. You know, Monday, everything's we hit a, the first circuit breaker. If you want to learn more about that, make sure you're watching the show on YouTube because we talked about it at the at the break. But Monday was just absolute chaos. So I'm talking to someone, and they were just a little worried about their overall investments because they have kids in college. And it was a very quick response where I said, yeah, the college money's up 1%. Up 1%, the market's now down 19. Yeah, up 1% because that's a goal. That's a goal and the kit, you're using that money right now. So it's all in safety and it's actually some of it's in bonds, which as yields have crashed, mm-hmm. bonds have performed okay. And so that's, that's what we're talking about, investing in a way that's prudent for your goals. Yeah. Make sure you're talking to your planner. Make sure that your planner is certified. So as you talk to your certified financial planner and you're looking at these different pools or buckets of money related to your different goals, make sure that the the investment strategy is consistent with the time horizon that you're going to need to access those dollars. Because if if your 529 plan money is down 20%, and your first kid hits college next year, you might be using that money for your third child. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, hey, can I give one warning to you when it comes to investment reactions to to uh, market conditions like this? There is an investment tool out there that often sells like hotcakes during scary times like this, and I'm referring to an annuity product that. Some salespeople, this is the only tool in their toolbox, so it's the only thing that they talk about, and they just sell a lot of them right now because they'll they'll make claims like, hey, I can get you some of the upside of the market with none of the downside. Doesn't that sound wonderful, especially after a week like we just saw? And the, the reality is there are a lot of gotchas built into these mm. tools. You, th- There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of risk. Um, of you getting into a tool that you don't fully understand or maybe don't have an easy way to get back out of if you realize uh, maybe that wasn't the right tool. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. Right. So so just keep that in mind. I, I guess I would be careful about a slick sales pitch at a time when you're you're a little bit more fearful or a little bit more anxious. Your Your confidence should not come in a product. It should come in the process of planning. And if that process of planning leads you to that same product, that's great because it is a tool that can be used appropriately at times. It's just sometimes they're oversold, yeah. and it's usually in times like this. And I would just add something uh, 
in a, in a little different vein. I talked to a client this week. Her 401k is down $50,000. Now, that's on a decent-sized chunk of money. She's in her mid-40s. So she said, well, you know, it's it's kind of discouraging to invest when my 401k is down $50,000. And I said, listen, you're maxing that thing out. So this is a buying opportunity. You're you, If Macy's for Black Friday, instead of having things 40% off, said they're going to mark them down to 60% off, you'd be absolutely delighted. Mm-hmm. And, and you wouldn't say that just affected the value of all the clothes in my closet. So I <laughs> I would encourage you to say, hey, this is a – if you are – if you are buying, this is a buying opportunity. This is also a great time to get in touch with your risk tolerance to see, am I an investor and can I do it or am I a saver? Uh, that, that is a great segue into the next action item that you need to take. But I want to talk to you if you're about to retire or you just retired. Making sure that you've got the right investment approach is looking at what cash flow needs do you have right now or in the next couple of years, and where are those cash flow needs going to come from? If they're coming out of a target date fund, watch out. If they're coming out of a high risk, your long-term money, watch out. We call it your personal pension plan. As you lead up to retirement and as you're in retirement, you should have dollars segregated based on when you're going to need them. And segregated not because... Um, we like division and splitting things up. No, because they have different purposes and should be invested differently. And so if you're on the cusp of retirement, doing planning means you shouldn't have anything to worry about because your dollars should all be set up and aligned for that long-term goal. Now, let's get into that second next step that you need to be doing. This could get worse before it gets better. I have no idea. Keep contributing new money keep contributing new money. You're buying things on sale. I love that analogy, Kevin, even though it might hurt your feelings that, well, but I just bought that sweater last week and now this week I can buy it on sale. Um, keep buying if you should have more of those sweaters, I guess, uh, <laughs> right? But but continue to invest new money into the markets. There's a few other tweaks That's this. the key though. It's into the markets. Yes. I, I actually met with a client uh, earlier this week who is about a year out from retirement. And he was ramping up his contributions because he's trying to get you know his nest egg to where he, he wants it ultimately. But he was saving it all into really quite conservative investments. And I, I told him, hey, we, we need to make a change here to be purchasing the investments that are going on sale, not the ones that are getting more expensive. He was buying more bond type investments and really needed to be beefing up the stock portion of his portfolio. And it it seemed so counterintuitive to him. He was feeling like, no, I, I need to get more conservative as I get closer to retirement, right? And I reminded him, this is your last great buying opportunity before retirement, mm-hmm. right? The, the investments, as Kevin said, Macy's is having a great sale right now in the stock market. And uh, you, you want to load up when things are cheap, and the stock market is what's cheap, not those safer investments. Mm-hmm. So yes, increase your contributions, but don't be tempted to get too conservative necessarily with the future contributions that you're adding, as long as it's appropriate with your plan. Your certified financial planner should be bringing clarity, confidence, creativity, and calm to your financial life. We've got a couple creative ways for you to contribute new money into the markets at this time. And then we've got the other three action items that you need to be doing right now in your financial life. So that and more 
coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. What adjustments do you need to make in your financial life right now? What action steps do you need to take in your finances right now because of what's going on in the market with the coronavirus and everything else in the economy? That's where we're hitting. This is the Wise Money Show. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything and love podcasts, you'll find the Wise Money Show on podcasts, wherever you listen, whether that's iTunes or Google Play, just search Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group and then subscribe to it. Rate us there. We appreciate that. That helps other people who are looking for um, podcasts on wise financial principles, helps them find us. And then leave comments as well. That helps us also. All right. We are in the middle of the top five things that you need to be doing in response to this market turmoil, market crash. We left off on you need to continue to invest during this time. There's a couple creative ways that we'd encourage you to do that. Kevin. Yeah. One of the ways that you can do that is with your 401k. If you max your 401k every year and you have a plan that will do the match regardless of whether you're putting the money in, think safe harbor plan, There, there's some uh, technical complications to this. But if you're putting in 14% right now, and that will get you, that's a, a run rate to have you max in your last two paychecks of the, of the year, they stop taking out because you fill up that bucket. I might go from 14 to 28 right now. If, if cash and cash flow allows you to do that. So you're hustling, you're going to get your money in by maybe August. And so you're going to be skinny on cash between now and August. And then you'll have a, a bigger paycheck from August to the end of the year. But I, I would tell you, hey, get that going. If you typically write checks for IRAs and Roth IRAs, I might just do that now. You say, well, we usually do it at the end of the year or, um, you know, it's 2020. We'll wait until tax season next year to do that. I'd encourage you to think about getting that done right now. We don't know what the market is going to do. We truly don't. Um, I, If I'm predicting, it's going to go up and down. And so <laughs> I, I would – Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I should have been a weatherman. So, so the so so get the money in now. Hustle the money in now. That that is what I would if you can, and if it doesn't create an incredible disturbance in your financial life, get that money in. Another way to to buy more now is if you know you're going to be doing a Roth conversion. If you know, I, because my tax year it's going to look pretty similar to last year. And last year we did a Roth conversion because I wanted to pay tax at these rates. Blah blah blah. I'd consider doing some of it now. You know, we, we're not able to recharacterize and undo it. So if you did too much and life kind of goes on throughout this year and you realize, oh, I got extra income or I got a bonus, I shouldn't have converted that much. You need to be careful, but but consider doing some now because you're moving dollar or you're moving dollars over to your Roth and then you're able to buy more shares with those dollars because prices are low, giving you more potential appreciation in a tax-free environment. So consider that. All right. These next three action items are equally as important, 
but we're going to hit them a little faster. The third thing that you need to consider right now, if you have a mortgage, consider refinancing. Oh, Interest yes. rates have dropped like a rock. So maybe don't rush out today because it might take a week or two or three to have it settle in. But I thought the last mortgage that I got would be the lowest interest rate of my life, and they're lower. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Every once in a while, as you're working with clients, you you through the planning process, you find a sweet strategy that's really going to make a major difference in someone's life. And uh, we, we found a client who needed to refinance, but we've been watching the rates for a year and a half. Wow. And it's like rates got just so close where economically it almost makes sense, but not quite. And now it's gone crashing through that threshold for this particular client. We finally got them locked at two and a half percent on a 15 year mortgage. Come on. And I, I'm it's bittersweet for me. I used to have a mortgage that I felt like I could brag about, you know, how low the interest rate was. And now two and a half percent. It's the lowest interest rate I've ever seen in my entire career. This is going to be really, really nerdy. But but the 10 year treasury yield, the interest rate, the 10 year interest rate started at one year ago was at two point six percent. Today, it's at what, 0.7. I mean, that is absurd. If that happened to the stock market, there'd be pandemonium. Um, so if you've got a mortgage, I'd look at refinancing and make sure you make a wise choice. Then I'd also tell you, if you have savings in a high yield savings account or you're in, you have CDs, those interest rates are going down too. Okay? I'll say one more thing. If you believe that you are going to be relocating sometime soon or putting your house on the market, just recognize these low interest rates are good for your buyer also. So talk to your realtor about when the right time is to put that house on the market. You need to be aware of the economic environment that we're in, and more importantly, that your buyers are in. When we were talking about these top five action items, uh, this fourth one, Kevin said, this one's the most important. It's the one that you're not going to like, <laughs> but it is the truth. The fourth thing that you need to be doing right now, we don't know if we're heading into recession. We don't know. We don't know how this is going to go. We don't know if schools are going to be locked down. We don't know if public uh, places are going to be locked down. I, we don't know. So how do you get ready? You manage your cash flow. You update your budget and make sure you're on a three-bank account system. That sounds like eat your vegetables, doesn't it? It absolutely, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, Floss those teeth. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, absolutely. Well, the thing that you want to be doing right now is in, in times of uncertainty, you want to seek wisdom. In times when you're feeling disturbed and distressed, you want to bring calm to your life. And how do you do that? Well, one of the things that you do is you take control of the things you have control over. You don't have control over what happened in Wuhan, but you have control over what's going to happen in your house. So I would say take control right now. Grab the reins extra tight. You need to be knowing where your money's going. You And now would be a time to get a little bit extra margin and look and say, hey, um, what could we cut? Do we still have that landline? Do we really need a landline? Everyone in the house has a cell phone. Um, and just go right on down the line. There's There are lots of things like this, but this will be a good time, if especially if you're so, social distance. distance. <laughs> social. You to say. <laughs> especially if you're social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So if you're if you're kind of self-isolating, spend the time. Do something creative beyond just binging on Netflix or whatever else you might do. Yeah. And and 
look at your budget and say, how might we change things? And then, you know, this is a little honorable mention uh, early, but I'd say gas is cheap. <laughs> so if you want to do something, take a road trip. Yeah. Just get fill up your car and do a loop around Lake Michigan or something crazy like that. Yeah. I would. This is this is not the time to uh, to go skinny on the emergency fund. So so be careful about that. Make sure you know what the right amount is that you should have set aside for emergencies. Make sure you're also disciplined in funding that what we call delayed spending, which is looking out ahead on known upcoming expenses, things that you know you're going to have to do anyway. Paying that life insurance bill, paying the home and auto insurance bill, uh, something like that, and make sure you're saving so that you're not relying on a bonus to come or something like that to fund those things. All right, the last one, the fifth, the fifth thing that you need to do right now in your financial life is if you haven't started a financial planning relationship, uncertainty about what do I do, what steps to take, now might be the time to start financial planning. Absolutely. You know, we, we are big believers that a decision about your investments just like a decision about your, your tax picture or your insurance package, your estate plan, all of those decisions should be made within the context of an overall financial plan that looks at your whole financial life through multiple lenses so that you can make wise decisions for your future. And if you've never done that, if, if all your investment decisions up to this point have just been based on the recommendation of a broker or an investment guru that you trust, but maybe they don't fully understand your entire financial life and how those investment choices really are going to play out with your most important goals. I, I would just invite you to reach out. You know, we have a team of financial advisors who can help you bring all these components of your financial life together into one plan so that it's, it's cohesive. You know, you have a team of professionals that can collaborate together and help you have the right context for a decision such as, what should I do about my investments in this type of environment? Yeah. I hope this information, this content was helpful to you. If it was, I would say get on that podcast, share it with your friends, get on, jump on YouTube and share the content. Just go to the, just search Wise Money Show and you'll, you'll have access to this. So I hope you have clarity and confidence in the midst of this and that you're seeking wisdom. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.